Welcome to TCC Alive, a podcast of Tulare Community Church. I invite you to hear now the word of the Lord from the book of Genesis, chapter 1, to Genesis chapter 2, verse 3. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. And God said, let there be a vault between the waters to separate water from water. So God made the vault and separated the water under the vault from the water above it, and it was so. God called the vault sky, and there was evening, and there was morning the second day. And God said, let the water under the sky be gathered to one place and let dry ground appear. And it was so. God called the dry ground land and the gathered waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. And God said, let the land produce vegetation, seed bearing plants and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it according to their various kinds. And it was so. The land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed according to their kinds and trees bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning the third day. And God said, let there be lights in the vault of the sky to separate the day from the night. And let them serve as signs to mark sacred times and days and years. And let them be lights in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth. And it was so. God made two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. He also made the stars. God set them in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth, to govern the day and the night, and to separate light from darkness. And God saw that it was good, and there was evening and there was morning the fourth day. And God said, Let the water teem with living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth across the vaults of the sky. So God created the great creatures of the sea and every living thing with which the water teems and that moves about in it according to their kinds and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and increase in number and fill the water in the seas and let the birds increase on the earth. And there was evening and there was morning the fifth day. And God said, Let the land produce living creatures according to their kinds, the livestock, the creatures that move along the ground and the wild animals each according to its kind. And it was so. God made the wild animals according to their kinds, the livestock according to their kinds, and all the creatures that move along the ground according to their kinds, and God saw that it was good. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish and the sea and the birds and the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them male and female. He created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw all that he had made and it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning 
the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array by the seventh day. God had finished the work he had been doing, so on the seventh day he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. This is the word of the Lord. Say thanks be to God. Let's pray together. Father, as we uh, sang, it is... Your breath that's in our lungs, Lord, we we see that at work right here and right now. We see that at work in your word as you created the world. You created all that is step by step. Lord, you created with purpose. You created with intentionality. And so, Lord, allow us to gather around your word. By the grace of the Holy Spirit, may our hearts be opened to this true story of love, this true story of creation. It's a true story of majesty. And Lord, let it change us. Let us understand more accurately, more acutely who you are and who we ultimately belong to, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, the, Lent, uh, the season of Lent is over. The season of mourning, the season of lamentation, the season of sadness, the season of the depths that we spent 40 days in, several Sundays in together. That season has come and gone because of what this previous Sunday told us, because of what this previous Sunday, Easter Sunday, meant for us all. If the resurrection is true, if Jesus Christ really came back from the dead on the third day after he was killed, then it changes everything. The final word, the final chapter of the story of life is not death, it's not sadness, it's not pain and grief. If the resurrection is true, then the final chapter of our life together, of the Christian life, is just that, life, and life eternal. And while that's the final chapter, that's the final word on our life together, the resurrection is really actually the beginning of the Christian life. The resurrection is the beginning of the Christian life. If a man came back from the dead on the third day after he died, after he was killed, then a miracle has happened. And a miracle implies that there is some force, there is something greater than just ourselves. And what the Bible tells us, as it tells us about the resurrection, is that that force, that something greater, is God himself. And that God himself not only is active in the form of miracles, but God is the creator of all that is. We're going to spend the next five weeks looking at that very theme. If he is the creator, then we are his creation. What does it mean to be created? What does it mean to be a creation? And how does God being our creator impact our relationship with him? We're going to go into detail about those very things, what it means to be created in this sermon series that we're calling Created. But today we're going to build sort of a foundation, a framework that we're going to build on over the next several weeks. And that foundation is this. God created you on purpose, 
with purpose and for a purpose. God created you on purpose, with purpose, and for a purpose. Now, I wonder if you were able to pick up on the rhythm of creation that we have in Genesis 1. There's, there's like a musical rhythm that seems to flow through chapter 1 of the book of Genesis. So in the beginning, right, we have the world. We have the Spirit of God floating over the world. We're told that the world itself is void and formless. But God decides to begin his work of creation. God said, let there be light. And there was light. And he separated the light from the darkness. He called the light day and he called the darkness night. There was morning, there, there was evening, there was morning the first day. And God then said, let there be a vault between the waters that were on the earth. And he created the sky to separate the waters from the earth itself. And there was evening, and there was morning the second day. And then God said, let there be a differentiation between the waters. And he created land. He brought ground up out of that formless void, and he called that ground land, and he called the waters that were formed around the land seas. And he saw that it was good, and there was evening, there was morning the third day. And on that third day still, he was at work on that land. He created plants and vegetation and trees bearing fruit. And he saw that that was good, and there was evening, there was morning, and the third day. And while he allowed those plants, he allowed that vegetation, he allowed those trees bearing fruit to grow, he turned his attention to those newly formed seas, to the oceans, And he said, let there be life in the oceans, let there be life in the water as well. And the the, uh, seas began to teem with life, fish, octopi, sea anemones, floating around, swimming around, doing what sea anemones do, whatever that is. There was evening and there was morning the fourth day. And then God said, let there be lights that provide light from the sky, from that vault. Let there be lights to dictate, to give light to the day and to the evening. And so he creates the sun and he creates the moon. And he saw that it was good. And there was evening, there was morning, the fifth day. And after looking at the sea, after allowing those plants, the vegetation to grow, after creating the sun and the moon... And tucks in that little line as well in verse 16, and also the stars, as if that's just this throwaway line, and also the stars, no big deal. God returns his attention to the land, where the vegetation has been growing, the trees have been sprouting fruit, and he says, let there be animals to walk on this land, to eat of that vegetation, to eat of that fruit, to eat of the plants that I have made. And he saw that that was good. And then he said, let us create mankind in our image. 
And so God created mankind in his image, male and female. He created them. And he gave them dominion. He gave them power and authority over all that he had made. The birds flying in the sky, landing on the sea and on the ground. The animals crawling on the ground on all fours. The plants, the vegetation, the trees bearing fruit. He said, this is yours to rule over. And he said, it was very good. And there was evening, there was morning, the sixth day. And on the seventh day, God took a step back. He saw all that he had made. And he rested from the work of his hands. And he blessed that seventh day. He called it holy. He set it apart. It is the Sabbath as we know it now. Do you notice that rhythm? Do you notice, obviously, we have these markers that almost feel poetic. There was evening. There was morning. He called it good. He called it very good. There's a rhythm to God's creation. But do you also notice the intentionality behind everything that he does, right? He starts with the foundation of the world, and he slowly builds upon it layers of life that can support one another. You couldn't make the animals and then make the vegetation because the animals would all die, right? The vegetation has to come first. The plants, the trees bearing fruit have to come first for the animals to be able to survive, for humankind to be able to survive as well. God creates... And he creates on purpose. He creates with intentionality. Each and every one of us are a part of that creation, are a part of that intentional work. There is not a single one of us that just showed up into the world, suddenly appeared out of nowhere. God makes each and every one of us intentionally. Every one of us came into life on purpose. I love um, when I'm meeting with families, I I have the honor to be able to meet with families who have uh, asked to have their child baptized. We baptize infants here, we baptize children. They've asked to have their child baptized. And when when I'm trying to describe God's love of their child, God's pursuit of, of their child before they have the slightest idea what's happening in the world, who God is, who uh, his or her parents are. I say before God created anything, before Genesis 1, before Genesis 2, God knew not only That mom and dad were going to come together and that he was going to bless them with offspring. God knew that before he had done any creative work whatsoever. But he also knew not only the day, not only the hour, not only the minute, but the second. The second when those waters would be placed in the form of a cross on the forehead of that child, marking that child as God's own. Before the creation of anything, God knew that was going to happen. God creates on purpose. And God creates with purpose as well. Heidelberg Catechism 
summarizes uh, Jesus' own words. Question and answer number one. The second part, we all know kind of the very first part, or some of us do at least, but the second paragraph in question and answer one says that God has fully paid for all my sins with his precious blood and has set me free from the tyranny of the devil. He also watches over me in such a way that not a hair can fall from my head without the will of my Father in heaven. In fact, all things must work together for my salvation. God creates on purpose, and God creates with purpose. Every atom, every cell in our bodies, God placed there intentionally. Psalm 139 tells us that we are knit together in the womb of our mother. God is at work placing each and every part of ourselves together intentionally and on purpose. There is not some conveyor belt. There is not some machine that is just cranking us out, each and every one of us with care, with, a, with intention, and with attention was formed by God himself. And that can be hard sometimes when we rec- reconcile with that truth, that God not only made us on purpose, but with purpose, because we can say, well, if he made me with purpose, then how come my son has to battle with bipolar disorder? If he not only made us on purpose, but with purpose, then how come my father has been battling depression his entire life, and it never seems to get better? How come if God created us on purpose and also with purpose, do I have to have a genetic predisposition to alcoholism because my mother was an alcoholic and her mother was an alcoholic before her? And I can tell you that our theology would tell us, well, that wasn't God's doing. That was our ancestors' fault, bringing sin into the world. But the theological answer rarely is the one we want to hear when we are at our lowest point. And so what I will tell you and what we will finish with is that God not only created us on purpose, God created us with purpose, and God created us for a purpose. And that purpose is beyond this world. That purpose is beyond this life. The Westminster Confession tells us that our chief end, the objective, the purpose of our lives is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. We might not have all the answers as to why God creates in exactly the way that He does. We know that He does it with intention. We know that He does it with purpose. And we know that ultimately, the purpose He created us for is to be in relationship with Him for all of eternity. And that isn't just this thing that's way over there. God made that real by acting in the celebration that we celebrated this previous Sunday, that empty tomb, Jesus Christ taking our place on the cross, shows us, fulfills the purpose God made for us to live into from the very beginning. Jesus' death allows us to do just that, to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. Over the next five weeks, we are going to break down this sense of being created and God is our creator in more detail and in a variety of different ways. But for today, as the jumping off point of our series, know that God created, that God created you 
Uh, my goodness, I just forgot it. It was a really good three things. On purpose, with purpose, thank you, Tim, and for a purpose, okay? Can I get a hallelujah? hallelujah? Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for today, and we thank you so very much for the testimony of faithfulness that we've seen in a couple different ways, being able to welcome new members into our church community, into our church family, to being able to host Roger and Sue Skeens, what an honor that is, Lord, to be able to hear about their work, to be inspired, to be humbled by the circumstances that they work in. It's absolutely remarkable, Lord. We see your hand, your intentional, purposeful hand over all that you have made over your people who belong to you. So, Lord, as we go into this series, as we go into this week, allow us to know that you created each and every one of us on purpose, with purpose, and for a purpose. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. If you want to know more about the ministries and mission of Tulare Community Church, visit us at tccalive.org.